Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. If you or a loved one need help getting clean, getting sober, you can contact my direct line. It is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. And this is for all types of resources, whether it be you need a meetings list, you need help going to rehab, you're looking for a recovery coach, you're looking for an online course, which I do have at uh, recoverywarriorprogram.com. Whatever you need, you know, we can help you get some, I can help you get assistance in one way or another. Free resources, uh, uh, resources that you want to pay for, whatever whatever it is that you're looking for, we'll get you the help. Um, so something I want to talk about today is uh, a functioning, what is a functioning addict or what is a functioning alcoholic? And, um, you know, a, a lot of people, when they think about your typical um, alcoholic or addict, I think that there is a, there is a picture in people's mind of, of a certain individual or a certain situation. Um, back in the day, people thought that they weren't an alcoholic if they weren't homeless, you know, or, uh, if you were a person drinking alcohol out of a brown paper bag and hanging out on the street corner all day, as long as you weren't doing that, you weren't an alcoholic. And obviously as time has evolved and awareness has, um, has grown, uh, we know that that is just not the case. You know, Al- alcoholism is more about what happens to you mentally um, when you start to take a drink and, and not being able to stop or, and not being able to shut off the, the, the phenomenon of craving. Um, so, what has what has come with this awareness is the fact that there are many many alcoholics out there that don't fit your your normal description you know and addicts as well um, there are plenty plenty of people that have their shit together that have a good job that have a home that they're living in a really nice home um, they have a, a well-established career and are well-respected in the community. Um, there are people that have a nice car and, and still have their family life together, or so it seems on the outside. Um, there are people that you would not think have a problem with, with, an, with an addiction or alcoholism, but yet they still do. And the functioning alcoholic is honestly, it is the hardest, what I have experienced when I'm working with a client or I'm trying to get somebody help that is a functioning addict or a functioning alcoholic, they are the toughest to help because they have a lot of these things going on in their life that that tell them that they don't have an issue. Um, there's a lot of evidence that Alcohol is not a problem because I have these other things, because I have money in the bank, because I have a good job, I have a good social life, and the list goes on and on. Because um, I know for myself that there was nothing, nothing functional about my using. Um, I was your typical dysfunctional, um, unmanageable, my life was absolutely falling apart at the seams, and, and 
that was pretty much how I always was. There was no moderation in my using. Um, I wasn't a binge user. It, it was on my mind constantly all day, every day. And, uh, and nothing else in my life had a chance. I, I could not do well in school. I didn't want to do well in school. I was never focused on a career. None of that, you know, uh, and, and it brought me basically to uh, being close to living on the streets uh, by the age of 20. So I was not a functioning uh, addict by any means. And, um, and I never had certain things to point to that allowed my uh, allowed me to justify my using. And even though I would try, but I always knew I had a problem. Now, when you have things that you can point to, it makes it a lot more difficult to reach out for help and to really admit to yourself that you have a problem because that's the name of the game. If you want to get clean and you want to have a shot at getting sober, the number one step is you have to be aware that there is an issue. You have to be able to accept the fact that this has gotten uh, a little bit beyond your control, uh, your own control, and you cannot stop on your own, that you need help, that you need to make a change. Um, when there's certain things in your life still, and you haven't necessarily hit quote unquote rock bottom, um, by losing certain things or certain people in your life. And, uh, you know, it, it can, it can carry on for a long time. And that's what I've seen. Um, it is, it is definitely the hardest for people that still have their shit together, quote unquote, on the outside to get the help, you know? Um, and another thing is like, a lot of people, a lot of people that have, that are functioning addicts and alcoholics, um, you know, they, they get to, they get to a place where even after you get sober, it can be very easy to justify going back to using because you know that you can still keep up with your routine and maybe keep it somewhat of a secret. And, uh, and it's, 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 it's kind of like its own battle, you know? So, but the process is the same. The process is the exact same for everybody else. You know, you got to admit that you have a problem and you got to be willing to accept the help. Now, there are certain people as well that are in a career where maybe drugs and alcohol has even uh, been a part of the culture and has almost maybe boosted um, your, your performance in the workspace, or for instance, I know a lot of people that, um, that like in stocks, for instance, uh, wall street, Coke and alcohol is rampant, you know, and the financial uh, industry, it's huge in the restaurant business. It is widely accepted. Um, you know, in certain parts of industries, it's almost expected. It's, it's almost like, um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the secret handshake, you know, like you need to be doing, you need to be doing this if you want to be in this industry. I mean, in the music industry, it's huge. Um, so in the creative, uh, in the creative industry, like whether it be uh, painting or artists and things like that, a lot of people use certain substance to, to continue going. Um, so it kind of carries its own little battle in itself because work can be a trigger. And so when, when this is the case, this is why it is so important 
one, you gotta, you gotta actually believe this is the thing. You gotta actually believe that you don't need to get high or to drink, to perform better or to be able to, um, make it in your career. And, and, and honestly, I mean, this is another thing that you think about as well. Like before I even touch on that, if you are in an industry that is going to put your sobriety in jeopardy because you're constantly fighting it as a trigger, then that's something you got to look at. You might really need to think about making a career change. If you're working at a bar and you're, um, and you're a couple months sober and you're gritting your teeth every time you got to pour out a drink for somebody, you, you might need to, you might need to change what you're doing. You might need to look at, uh, other options and there's always other options. Um, but what I will say is for people that struggle to, uh, I, I know a lot of people like, for instance, that are using Coke or meth, for instance, uh, as a boost, as a pick me up, um, you got to understand that it can be very frustrating. It can be very frustrating for people that rely on stimulants, for instance, to perform, um, because it's a heavy, it's a heavy dependency, you know, when you're using every day. And you, you build this belief system that you work better and that you perform at your job better because you're using, um, that could be a hard belief system to break, even though it's not true. It's not true. You don't need, you don't need to get high in order to do well, uh, for yourself and your career. Um, but when you have that belief system, it just makes it that much harder. So something that you have to understand is, it takes time. It really does. It And it's not a sexy answer. It's not something that people want to hear because it takes patience and acceptance. But the truth of the matter is it really does take time to be able to set your set your mind back a little bit, you know, to be able to get uh, those dopamine levels back and those serotonin, serotonin levels back. Um, it's hard when you're first getting clean. You're going to lack energy to begin with. You know, I'm talking about even after the withdrawals, but while you're going through withdrawals and, and a little bit afterwards, there's post-acute withdrawals that uh, it's hard, you know, you're going to lack energy and you're not always going to be feeling great. Um, this is why it's so important to be able to go to meetings, to be able to have a recovery coach or to be able to have some type of support system, whether it be a therapist or something else, smart recovery, whatever the case may be, because there's going to be days where you're lacking energy and you're not feeling good and you're going to want to use as a pick me up because you're used to it. Um, but what I can say is that this does pass, you know, you're not, you're not, uh, permanently reliant on a, on a drug to feel better. Not if you don't, not if you don't want to be, um, but a lot of people really struggle with that. What am I going to do? I, I, coffee isn't working, you know, coffee isn't working for me. Um, uh, it's not healthy to be drinking Red Bulls all day, you know, but I, but I feel like I'm constantly lethargic and, um, it is, it's a, it's, it could be a battle. One thing I will say is something you really have to pay attention to is your diet. You really have to look at what are the foods that you're eating? Um, are you, are you rewarding your body with the food you're eating or are you going to make yourself feel a little bit more sluggish and uh, and feel like shit? You're very sensitive. We are very sensitive to the things that we put in our bodies, especially when we're first getting clean because everything is like an overdrive, you know, and uh, and it's so important to reward our body uh, 
with eating healthier and, uh, and, and kind of starting to fix our brains a little bit. When you're using drugs for, and drinking alcohol for years, uh, we're not exactly in tip-top shape, you know? So you got you to gotta watch your diet. You got to be drinking plenty of water, um, taking your supplements and, and vitamins and, and multivitamins, all that, all that good shit. And uh, a lot of stuff that they teach you when you're younger and we kind of brush off or, or, we, or we don't uh, pay attention to. This is very important when you're first getting clean. Another thing you got to think about doing is is getting into the gym. You got to start working out, you know, got to do it. It's it is so key, whether it be running, uh, whether it be hit or you're going to the gym and lifting weights. This is very important because not only is it going to make you feel better, but it's going to start firing off dopamine and, and endorphins and all these other things in our, in our brain. That's, these are the feel good feelings that are, that are natural to us, you know, that we've been using drugs to trigger, but we can actually use exercise uh, to make ourselves feel better. Um, so, um, you know, these are a couple things, your diet, exercise, uh, reading books and, and things like that. If you're struggling with energy, you kind of have to force yourself to do these things because it's not going to be easy. Um, but I mean, I, I, on the flip side, like look at it this way. If you were a functioning alcoholic or a functioning addict and you're relying on a boost at work, you got to ask yourself, why did you stop in the first place? You know, what you remind yourself, what was the last drink like? What was the last drug like? It's very easy to think back to when things were better and when things weren't um, weren't desperate. But the truth of the matter is you wouldn't have thought of getting sober in the first place. You would not have been brought to your journey in recovery if things were going smooth. And that's... Uh, and that's a difficult part of people that are functioning because there are things that make it look like it makes it look like notice how I said it look like uh, things are okay, even though they're not. You have to kind of play these mental games. You have to be aware um, that your mindset in the beginning when you're first getting clean is not going to be your friend. You're going to want to go back to old habits because this is what we know how to do, you know. Um, and I'll say this too, the, if you really look at your history of the emotional and mental stress and, uh, the physical withdrawals and things like that, you'll realize that it wasn't as functional as you might've thought the lying to friends, um, lying to family, um, constantly doing things behind people's back, having to live a double life. It gets exhausting, man. You know, there's nothing functional about that. The money in your bank account does not make up for having to do all this extra shit and and um, not being a, a person that that you were probably raised to be because that's what drugs and alcohol do. They we uh, as our desperation increases, our morals and our values start to decrease whether you're a functioning addict or not. So. um the, the whole the whole functioning addict and alcoholic or whether things are unmanageable for you like I was 
we're, we're still all the same. You know what I mean? Addiction does not have to bring you to uh, homelessness or losing your career or blowing through all your money or overdosing. That's, that's not what addiction is just about. There's a lot more to it than that. There's a lot of people that never overdose. There's a lot of people that never lose their job. But the insanity, the mental insanity and the hoops that we jump through is still very similar, you know? So don't ever forget that. Don't ever, don't let yourself, um, don't let your mind trick you into believing that things will, will be okay. And one of the things that is very important to remember as well is only addicts and alcoholics obsess about the thing that they can't control, that someday they'll be able to control it. You know what I mean? Like, if you never had a problem with drugs or drinking, you wouldn't obsess or have this um, this want to be able to do it normally. Because if you can do something normally, if you could do something in a way where it, do it doesn't cause problems, then it's not a thought to have to do it normally. You know what I'm saying? In other words, I don't have a problem shopping. You know what I'm saying? It's not a big deal for me. I don't, I don't really have a big shopping problem. Um, so when I go shopping, I could spend whatever, even if I splurge, even if I spend a, a couple hundred dollars and I want to get new clothes or whatever, um, I'm not worrying about going the next day. You know, the next day I don't have to tell myself, oh man, you know, I gotta, I gotta stay away from that for, for a week and then maybe I can, you know, and then maybe I can do it or someday I can shop normally. No, I just get what I need and that's it. It's the same thing with people who don't have drinking or drugging problems. People can go to the bar and and have a few or even maybe get maybe get wasted, maybe go a little overboard, but they don't have to try to control it again. They just don't go. They just don't go for, for another week or another couple of weeks or a month. They don't lose complete control. You know, we do. We obsess about being able to do it in a normal way as well. And that in itself proves that you don't have control over it. So um, if you are a functioning alcoholic or an addict, you have to really remind yourself of these things. And, uh, and you know, if you find yourself in this position where you're struggling and uh, maybe you fit this description, maybe you have your shit together on, on the surface and, and uh, but you know, you have a problem, you could reach out to me, you know? So um, if that is the case, you can contact my direct line. It is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. Um, that's pretty much all I got for today. I hope you guys have uh, have a fantastic day and a fantastic start to the week, considering it is Monday. And, uh, and I will see you guys on the next one.